Chris Knobloch has left the Hartford Wolfpack to become the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. We break down his tenure in Hartford. And what do we know about the new head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack, Steve Smith? All this and more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 939 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And we are, of course, part of the LockedOn Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's go ahead and uh, dive into this news that, again, Chris Knobloch has left the Hartford Wolfpack to accept the job as the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. I think congratulations are certainly in store for Chris Knobloch, uh, landing his first head coaching gig at the age of 45. Seems a little bit on the young side uh, as far as when you get your first crack at being an NHL head coach, but regardless, I think it's well-deserved. Somebody who seems to be highly thought of in the NHL world and and somebody who I think slowly but surely has uh, built the Hartford Wolfpack back up into a contending team. They had a nice run in the playoffs last year. And, um, you know, we're off to a good start this year under Knobloch's guidance. Uh, but as for Knobloch going to Edmonton, he replaces Jay Woodcraft. Uh, Woodcroft, excuse me. He was uh, in his third year as the head coach was Woodcroft. Uh, the Oilers were off to a 3-9-1 start to the season, and uh, that was the end of the line. Obviously, expectations are high there, and the Oilers were not living up to them. They had lost four in a row before they beat Seattle on Saturday, but apparently that was too little, too late as far as uh, Woodcroft saving his job. And uh, Chris Knobloch, these things, they, they can happen pretty quick and, and move pretty fast, and obviously uh, it all came together very quickly here. You know, Woodcroft out and Chris Knobloch in as the new head coach uh, of the Oilers, but as far as Knobloch goes, you know, we'll kind of go through his tenure, kind of uh, pay our respects to him and acknowledge, you know, some of his achievements with the Hartford Wolfpack. We're also going to look back on uh, that six-game stretch that he spent as the acting Ranger head coach a few years back. But as far as the journey that he's taken to get here, he's basically done what just about every NHL head coach has done. Uh, they climb the coaching ranks. They go from one level to the next. Uh, he started all the way back in 2006, 2007 as an assistant coach with the Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL. Uh, he was then the assistant coach for the WHL's Kootenay Ice. I hope I'm saying that right. Kootenay Ice for uh, three years there. Then he was the head coach of the Ice for two years, won a championship there, spent five years with the Eriotters of the OHL, won a championship there, and actually spent three years coaching Connor McDavid uh, on the Erie Otters way back in the day there where uh, obviously Connor McDavid and for that matter, Chris Knobloch just kind of getting their start. But we'll discuss that uh, aspect in greater detail a little bit later. But that brings us to basically current day, the past five seasons or parts of the last five seasons when Chris Knobloch has been the head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack. The first two seasons that he spent there, there were no Calder playoffs because of covid uh, the one year, it, it basically just canceled the rest of the season. And then the second year, there were no playoffs scheduled. That was the year where the Ra or, uh, yeah, the Rangers, the Wolfpack only played, uh, I believe, the Bruins and the Sound Tigers, now known as the Islanders. 
you know, Bridgeport and Providence. Those were their only two opponents the entire season because, you know, due to COVID and travel kind of being restricted and, you know, these uh, teams wanting to be responsible and everything, that's how they had to roll. <laughs> there were only three teams participating in the season that year in that division. So the Rangers just kept playing the same two. I did it again. The Wolfpack just kept playing the same two teams over and over again. And, um, you know, that, that was it. It was a bizarre season, but at least they got to play some hockey. And then, uh, as far as the last couple of seasons here, the Wolfpack missed the playoffs in Knobloch's third season, uh, but then last year got to the third round uh, of the playoffs before being eliminated. Uh, they took out two teams in the best of three opening round, and then you get to the round of uh, 16. They won a best of five there, and then unfortunately got swept in the following best of five the next season. But, you know, I certainly don't begrudge Knobloch for taking this job. I know it's the middle of the season. The timing isn't exactly perfect because obviously a new campaign is underway, and he's, you know, down there in the weeds with his players with the Hartford Wolfpack. But when an opportunity like this comes knocking, uh, you got to jump at it. And I, I don't think – I haven't seen anybody say anything bad about Knobloch, like, oh, how could you lose – how can you leave the Wolfpack to go coach the Oilers? I think for the most part, for the Ranger fans, the vast majority of them certainly understanding and, and in most cases happy for Chris Knobloch taking this job. I think maybe the only Ranger fans that aren't happy about this are the ones that uh, maybe wanted Knobloch to be the next head coach of the Rangers. Uh, obviously, Gerard Gallant and the Rangers, they quote-unquote part ways this past, past off season. Excuse me. And so that obviously open up the door for Knobloch to potentially be the next head coach of the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers go with Laviolette. I think most Ranger fans that, that wanted Knobloch, though, have probably, um, you know, been a little bit more at ease given the fantastic start that the Rangers are off to under Peter Laviolette. But if the Rangers were scuffling right now, you know there'd be a lot of Ranger fans really, really upset about this, that oh, Knobloch should have been the guy and they went with a retread, and now it's coming back to bite them. But the fact that the Rangers are doing awesome right now, I think that takes off some of the edge as far as the Ranger fans that wanted uh, Knobloch to be the next head coach of the Rangers. But as far as you know, his total track record with the Wolfpack, Knobloch went 119, 90, and 32. Uh, the pack was off to a 7-3-1 and one start under Knobloch this season. And then on Sunday night, they actually lost in overtime to Providence in the first game that Steve Smith spent as their new head coach. And we're going to talk about Smith a little bit later in today's episode. So the pack now seven, three and two, but yeah, you know, Knobloch, he, he was definitely in the running as far as, uh, you know, being the next head coach of the New York Rangers. I don't know that he was ever really the favorite uh, toward the end. We were hearing Laviolette or Heinz, Heinz or Laviolette. And at that point, I think a lot of Ranger fans got a little bit more on board with the idea of it being Peter Laviolette. But I, I think Knobloch was certainly at least under consideration. My understanding is he did interview for the position. And again, I know a lot of Ranger fans were looking for that. They wanted to te the team to take a chance, go in a bold new direction. Uh, maybe you look at some of the uh, success that Jared Bednar has had. You know, he didn't have a lot of experience. He wins the cup with the Avalanche. John Cooper, another good example there. Didn't have a ton of experience. Won two cups with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. But again, you know, once Laviolette was named the new head coach of the Rangers, I can remember coming on here and you know talking about, you know, the ripple effect and, you know, is Laviolette the right choice and, and this and that. But one ripple effect that I mentioned was Chris Knobloch. I, at the time, once I found out it was going to be Laviolette, it was not going to be Knobloch. You know, Knobloch was going to be back with the Wolfpack. But I said right then and there, I don't think that Chris Knobloch is going to make it through another offseason still as the head coach of the Wolfpack. And not because I, I think he would do a bad job or anything like that, but because I just feel like eventually he's going to get a chance to be a head coach in the NHL. And as it turns out, we didn't even make it that far. We didn't make it anywhere near next offseason. Uh, really, I, I believe the first in-season firing was was the Oilers and uh, you know their coach. So now 
it, all it took was one opening. You know, as soon as that happened, Chris Knobloch's on his way to be the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I didn't really remember seeing any reports about Knobloch interviewing with other teams this this past NHL offseason. But from what I understand, again, he is very well respected, very highly thought of, and uh, he's got his chance now. And again, good for him. Another piece of good news here about this is that Knobloch goes to the Western Conference. He's not going to a Ranger division rival. We don't have to worry about him uh, meeting up with the Rangers in the playoffs and knowing every player's strength and weakness and everything like that. I mean, unless they meet in the finals, but at that at that point, that's a good problem to have. But he goes to the Western Conference, so we're not going to be seeing him that often. And in fact, the Rangers already played the Oilers once this season, and they beat them. So only going to play them one more time this season, and that'll be that. So uh, all the best to Chris Knobloch. Again, somebody that I think did a nice job as the head coach of the, uh, the Hartford Wolfpack. I want to, in just a second, turn our attention to some of the success stories uh, that have come out of Hartford during Chris Knobloch's tenure there. There are there are a few of them and a couple of guys that are currently making big impacts on the New York Rangers. So we'll get to that. Also want to uh, kind of just go down memory lane and remember that six-game stretch a few years back where he was actually the acting head coach. We'll, we'll talk about that too. And we're also going to talk about uh, Steve Smith and what he brings to the table and uh, what his uh, NHL journey, or hockey journey, rather, has encompassed so far uh, throughout his uh, his tenure in, in coaching. So we'll get to all that fun stuff in just a second here. First, though, we definitely want to let everybody know today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm very thankful for that connection that we have, and today I want our chat to be a little more personal. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. So if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Once again, use the promo code locked on for $20 off of your purchase. All right, we just want to go ahead. And thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, definitely come back for our next one. We had Henrik Lundqvist taking his rightful place in the Hall of Fame last night. He delivered a really a beautiful speech, you know, uh, upon his induction there, and uh, just a really nice ceremony. So, gotta talk a little bit about Henrik Lundqvist and his career. I mean, that's always a challenge trying to sum up Henrik Lundqvist and what he's meant for the Rangers in just one episode, but we're going to do our best and focus mainly on the night itself. Uh, once again, him taking his rightful place in the Hall of Fame. But uh, for the time being, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Knobloch and some of the positive impacts that he made on the Rangers. Because again, I I'm very thankful for his time here. I think uh, obviously, you know, the NHL and the AHL, they can kind of operate independently of each other, but I think it's also good to have both teams kind of in lockstep. And, um, you know, you don't want a player in the AHL doing something radically different than the NHL team is going to want them to do. And uh, a lot of guys, when they've been caught up, have been ready to go uh, under Knobloch's, uh, you know, supervision there. Now, I think as far as players that were on the Wolfpack, while Knobloch was the coach, they came to the Rangers and made a positive impact. We 
have to start with Igor Shesterkin. Now, obviously, Igor was not there for very long. He was never going to be there for very long. That was just him uh, getting used to pro hockey and uh, making that transition from the KHL to the NHL instead of just going from one to the other. You know, obviously, he spent some time with the Wolfpack, but Igor absolutely dominated, uh, went 17 Four and three with a 1.9 goals against average and a 9.34 save percentage. Uh, that was during 2019-2020, which was Knobloch's first year there. Now, I will admit, I, I feel like pretty much any coach with Igor Shesterkin, that's going to work out pretty well in your favor. And what a nice situation for Knobloch to be in. Uh, his first year as the coach of the Wolfpack, and he's got a goalie that is ticketed for Big-time success in the NHL. You know he's only going to be with the Wolfpack for a short amount of time. Really, he just spent that one half of a season there. Um, but regardless, you know, Igor Shesterkin, you have to call him a success story under Chris Knobloch. Uh, another example, I think, is Ryan Lindgren. He spent parts of three seasons with the Wolfpack, so he's obviously there quite a bit longer than Igor Shesterkin. Uh, now, Knobloch, again, he only had him for nine games. That was in 2019-2020, but nevertheless, uh, Lindgren has obviously worked out nicely, so a little bit of overlap there between Knobloch and Lindgren. Uh, a recent very good example, I think, is Will Cooley. Uh, Cooley, really, throughout training camp, throughout the preseason, even so far in the regular season, uh, looks NHL ready. Now, I realize he's being robbed of goals by these reviews left and right. He should have two more goals than he does, but obviously a physical player and just somebody that looks like he belongs. The game's not moving too fast for him. He's ready to go. And um, I would not be surprised if Will Cooley, like I said, is on the Rangers for good, never plays another AHL game in his career. But Will Cooley, under Knobloch, the past year that he spent there, had 25 goals and 20 assists in 69 games. Uh, once again, with the Wolfpack under Knobloch's direction. He also played 18 games with the Wolfpack the year before. And in that season, he had two goals and three assists. So a really rapid improvement from Will Cooley from one year to the next uh, with the Hartford Wolfpack. And once again, doing that uh, under the direction of Chris Knobloch. I think you've also got to look at Braden Schneider. Now, Schneider only played two games with the Pack in 2020-2021, but then uh, in 2021-2022, played 24 games with the Wolfpack. He had no goals and nine assists in those games. Uh, he was caught up by the Rangers and, again, never looked back. And I know, you know, Schneider's had a couple of hiccups this season. Some Ranger fans have gotten on him. But overall, I think this guy's a really solid defenseman. He's still very young. And one of those guys that, again, once he was called up, he just looked NHL ready. I remember, uh, you know, they traded for, uh, who was the defenseman they traded for that year? I think it was Braun. It was Braun. And at first... They were going to go with a third pairing of Braun and Nemeth. And I'm thinking, like, dude, like, Schneider's better than both of them. Like, like make sure he's out there. And, um, you know, eventually Patrick Nemeth was the odd man out there. But, again, Brandon Schneider, another guy coached by Chris Nowak, was called up to the Rangers, and he was ready to go and ready to play some hockey. And, again, it's not been perfect all the time, but I think this guy overall is a solid defenseman, and he's only going to get better and better as, as time goes on here. Uh, and then I think you can also even look at Philip Heedle. Uh, Again, short overlap with Knobloch. It was only nine games back in 2019, 2020. But this is a unique situation because Filipino had already been in the NHL. He'd already been with the Rangers. He'd already had you know some success, but uh, was not playing well for the Rangers at the start of that season. So they sent him down to the Wolfpack to get him back on track. And when that happened, again, he only played nine games there with Knobloch and with the Wolfpack, but he had three goals and six assists. Uh, he was then called back up to the Rangers. And at that point, never looked back. He was with the Rangers for good. And Again, it was something of a surprise when the Rangers sent him down, but obviously under Knobloch and the rest of the coaching staff there, they got him back on track. And um, again, he's been back with the Rangers and been an important part of this team ever since. I think a lot of Ranger fans will certainly also remember, this is probably like the most 
vis visible that Knobloch has been for Ranger fans. That short run that he had with the Rangers as the head coach back in 2020, 2021. And for anybody that needs a refresher, you know, it was a long time ago, sort of. And um, there's a lot going on that season, that's for sure. Uh, COVID, certainly among all the different things that were happening with the Rangers. Um, but basically, David Quinn, the entire Ranger coaching staff, they got COVID. They had to go into protocol. So the Rangers were forced to go with just a completely makeshift uh, coaching staff, which involved Knobloch being the head coach. Uh, Chris Jury was one of the assistant coaches. And I want to say, I'm pretty sure it was Gordon Murphy that was the other assistant coach on the bench uh, for the Rangers during that time. And in six games, look, small sample size. This isn't going to tell you everything. But the Rangers, you know, a team that, at the time, you know, they didn't end up making the playoffs this year. And uh, this turned out to be the final season of David Quinn's tenure there. Um, but when the Rangers had Knobloch as their coach, they went four and two for whatever that might be worth to anybody. And the most notable moment of that whole tenure, I, I feel like has to be his first game there. Now, this is probably a coincidence that it just happened to be Knobloch's first game. But the first game that Chris Knobloch spent as a head coach in the NHL, his team, the Rangers, beat the Philadelphia Flyers, squeaked by them 9 to nothing. It was actually 9 nothing going into the third period of that game. And then I think the Rangers not wanting to run it up and probably preserve the shutout for, uh, I think Georgiev was actually the starting goalie for that game, but you know just went into defensive mode in the third period and basically just ran the clock out. But yeah, 9 nothing win in Knobloch's NHL debut. I'm sure he'll never uh, forget that. Um, it's interesting, though, because technically that 4-2 and record that Knobloch had with the Rangers, that doesn't count. I mean, we all witnessed it. We all saw it. But technically, it's a technicality where because Knobloch was the acting coach and not the interim coach, you know, subbing in for a head coach that was still there, David Quinn, uh, those wins and losses don't go on his record. They actually go on David Quinn's record, even though Quinn was watching it from his living room like all the rest of us were. But uh, it is what it is. It was still cool to see uh, Knobloch get his chance. And obviously, you know, it, it went pretty well for the six games that he was here. I also talked about, you know, as far as him coaching the Oilers, the familiarity with Connor McDavid. Again, he coached McDavid with the Erie Otters uh, for three seasons. I probably don't have to tell you guys that McDavid put up otherworldly numbers in the OHL. Uh, his last year there, he had 120 points in 47 games. And again, he would have put up, it's kind of the same thing with Igor Shesterkin. He would have been a fantastic player at that time, regardless of who the coach was. But McDavid is said to be very high on Chris Knobloch. Apparently, he's a, a big fan of him. And you have to wonder, you know, did, did McDavid have some influence here? When, when they knew that a coaching change was going to be made, and they knew, you know, we got to make our superstar happy. We got to put him in the best position to succeed and ultimately deliver a cup because, you know, that's their goal. Um, you know, we got to get his input. And I, I have to wonder, you know, McDavid had to have played at least something of a role in uh, Chris Knobloch being the new, the new head coach. He would have to think they at least got uh, got his um, his opinion there. So uh, interesting situation. A nice landing spot. You know, it, it's a team that um, has not gotten over the hump lately. But I think for Knobloch, it's a good place to be. You know, you've got talented players like McDavid and Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins at your disposal here. Um, the fan base expects results. I'm sure they're very restless right now, but... They're probably also very excited to have a new coach uh, at the helm and hopefully get this team pointed in the, in the right direction. And the Oilers are now 1-0 in the Knobloch era because just last night they beat the Islanders 4-1 in Edmonton. So Chris Knobloch and the, and the Oilers are already doing us a favor there and um, knocking off the Islanders in regulation. So no points uh, for the Islanders in that game. Just a second, we want to uh, go ahead and shift our attention to Steve Smith. He's going to be the new head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack. We'll get to that in just a second and just kind of talk about everything we know about him and how it might go uh, with him leading the way. First, though, we definitely want to let everybody know 
Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. And I actually have a friend, I mentioned this a couple of times, but he's a big New York Giants fan, and I'm sure we got some Giants fans listening to this. To say the least, not having an ideal season so far, and I don't really think it's going to change. But what my friend will do, he's been doing this for years, he actually bets against the Giants because his logic is that something cool has to happen. Either his football team wins a game, or they lose and he wins money. So just uh, an idea to toss out there for you guys. But once again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so now that we've uh, pretty much said our goodbyes to Chris Knobloch, who's going to head to the Edmonton Oilers, or actually has already headed to the Edmonton Oilers, and is 1-0 as an NHL head coach officially, uh, let's go ahead and turn our attention to Steve Smith, the new coach, of the Hartford Wolfpack at 60 years old. Uh, Smith had been an assistant coach with the Wolfpack in all of the past three seasons, including this one that was just underway here. He was actually, uh, so I mentioned earlier, you know, how Knobloch became the acting head coach for the Rangers when the whole coaching staff was in COVID protocol. Uh, another effect from that is that um, Smith actually became the acting head coach for the Wolfpack for just two games uh, when that happened. So again, that's when uh, David Quinn and the Ranger coaches were all in protocol, but Knobloch couldn't coach both teams at the same time. So Steve Smith stepped in there uh, for two games. Smith has also been an assistant coach with the Calgary Flames from 1997 to 98, the Oilers from 2010 to 2014, Carolina Hurricanes from 2014 to 2018, and the Sabres from 2018 to 2021. So obviously, you know, he's he's had a lot of different tenures as a coach and assistant coach in the NHL. Uh, as a player, played in 804 games with the Oilers, the Blackhawks, and the Flames. He was a defenseman. He was drafted number 111 overall, all the way back in 1981 by the Oilers. And in those 804 games, scored 72 goals, had 303 assists, also played another 134 playoff games, 11 goals, and 41 assists in those games. And he was a pretty important member of the Oilers dynasty. You know, it's easy to just think of, you know, uh, Gretzky and Messier leading the way, but uh, he was a, a key defenseman on that team. Won three Stanley Cups with them in 1987, 1988, and 1990. And I found this interesting. He actually retired in 1997 and did not play in the 97-98 season, but then he came back the following year, played three more seasons uh, with the Calgary Flames, and then retired as a player in 2000. And like we said, same thing with Knobloch. You know, he's uh, Smith has kind of bounced around a little bit and had different uh, tenures with different teams and varying degrees of success. But he now becomes the eighth head coach in Hartford Wolfpack history. And it also sounds like this is the first time that he's a head coach at any level of pro hockey. He's always been an assistant, an assistant with the Wolfpack and all those teams I just mentioned in the NHL. So, you know, the ultimate goal for a lot of these guys and – you know, we, we kind of went over this with Chris Knobloch and the reason why nobody can begrudge him from going from the Wolfpack to the Edmonton Oilers is because all these guys eventually want to be a head coach in the NHL. And it's a credit to Steve Smith, technically now head coach of an AHL team in a roundabout way. You're one step away at this point. And again, as far as I could tell, this is his first time as a pro hockey league 
coach. And that being the case, obviously he's stuck with it. He's 60 years old now and it's bounced around quite a bit as a lot of these coaches do, but uh, he's got a chance now to, you know, be a head coach. And as far as the expectations, I mean, you just hope that uh, he can pick up right where Knobloch left off. Obviously he's been on the coaching staff the last couple of seasons. So I think it's nice that obviously there's some familiarity between him and the players and even him in the city and the surroundings and everything. You're not bringing in somebody ice cold. You know, you're going with somebody that uh, is well known. And again, it's a really cool opportunity for him. And as far as, um, you know, how this is going to go, I mean, I have no idea. It's his first time as a head coach, but obviously you just hope that, you know, he keeps the Wolfpack going in the right direction. They've been a team that's steadily been improving the past couple of seasons. We talked about that fun little playoff run that they had this past season. And, you hope that, you know, obviously there continue to be success stories when it comes to players uh, playing for the Wolfpack and then heading to the New York Rangers. We went through a few of them a little bit earlier. Obviously, the Rangers, they got some important players in the Wolfpack right now. You know, Brian Offman is one of them. Uh, I would say Dylan Garand. I think at some point he has a chance to be uh, the Ranger backup goalie. And Offman, I mean, he's he's going to be something for the Rangers. I think that eventually will happen. And even somebody like Adam Sakura just getting started in his pro hockey career. Uh, he was a second-round pick by the Rangers a few years ago. And there's others, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's a very important job. You know, these guys are one step away from the NHL, and it's on the uh, AHL coaching staff to help them get to that next level. And, obviously, we hope that Smith can do that uh, with the Wolfpack. As far as the Wolfpack themselves, might as well do a quick update on them. So this is interesting. It, it's Tuesday as I'm recording this. The Wolfpack actually play tomorrow on Wednesday at 11 a.m. You heard that correctly. They play host to the Springfield Thunderbirds on Wednesday at 11 a.m. They are trying to snap a two-game losing streak. Uh, the last loss that they had was in overtime. But, um, yeah, that's the second game of Smith's tenure as the head coach of the Wolfpack. And interesting start time. Maybe that snaps them out of it a little bit. I mean, it's only a two-game losing streak. It's not that big of a deal. But, uh, obviously, you know, fingers crossed the Wolfpack can get him uh, his first win on Wednesday morning, or I suppose it'll be the afternoon by the team, by the time the, the game ends. But uh, be that as it may, might as well turn our attention to a couple of players on the Wolfpack now. Johnny Brodzinski continues to lead the way in terms of points. Uh, we saw him caught up briefly to the Rangers this season, sent back down. Uh, he's got a team high, seven goals, five assists, and a team high 12 points. You've also got Alex Belzeal, free agent pickup from the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, he's got three goals and seven assists in 12 games. Defenseman Mac Hollowell. Now that name might sound familiar because he's been called up and sent down no fewer than 70 times in the past week here. But uh, yeah, it's paper transactions, obviously, but the Rangers keep calling him up and sending him down. Uh, but while with the Wolfpack this season has a goal and nine assists in 10 games, um, I, I kind of feel bad for Hollowell. They kept getting called up and sent back down, never actually played in a game with the Rangers. But, uh, you know, they've got some good defensemen and, and there just wasn't any room or any real reason to, uh, you know, force him into the lineup. But obviously, you know, having a nice season there and he may be near the top of the pecking order, you know, if the Rangers and, and hopefully they don't have injuries. But if they do, maybe Matt Hollowell is one of the first couple of guys uh, from the AHL that you look to as a potential call up. You've also got Riley Nash and Brett Berard. They each have nine points. And then Brian Offman, I know people are, are very excited to hear about him. Uh, he has two goals, five assists in 12 games. He's also a minus three during that time. So he got off to a hot start. It's seemingly cooled off a little bit, but again, adjusting to pro hockey. And I think this is also, you know, evidence as far as why you don't call him straight up to the NHL and you have him skip the AHL entirely. And I'm just going by points here. It's not like I've watched every single Hartford Wolfpack game. Um, but, you know, he, he's got seven points in 12 games. It's not bad, but you figure it'd probably be a little bit less than that with the Rangers. He'd be a little bit farther down the lineup. He'd also be probably getting 
less ice time. Uh, he wouldn't get be, be getting nearly as much power play time. So it's good that they're letting Offman you know, kind of do his thing there, hopefully build his confidence. And at some point this year, if he's ready to make that jump, uh, the Rangers can make it happen. But uh, that's where Offman is right now. Also, a little bit of a slow start for Adam Sakura, former second rounder. He has just three assists in 12 games, no goals. Uh, but this is basically his first taste of pro hockey after he played two games at the Wolfpack last season. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, again, another example of somebody just needing to continue to develop and not rush them to the NHL or anything like that. I don't think anybody was calling for Adam Sakura uh, to make the team this season, but obviously somebody that the Rangers have big plans for in the future. And as far as goalies, strong goaltending for the Wolfpack, you've got Garand. Uh, seven games, he is 4-1-2 and two with a 230 goals against average, a 927 save percentage. Uh, he was awesome in the playoffs last year after struggling a little bit in the regular season, his first taste of pro hockey, but sounds like he's basically picked up, picked up where he left off last year as far as, uh, you know, that, that strong playoff run that he had. And then you've also got, of course, Louis Domingue, uh, four games. He's three and one with a 175 goals against average with the pack, a 934 save percentage. So both goalies off to a fantastic start. And of course, Domingue had that one game with the Rangers where he played very well. And uh, he was dressed for the last game too, as Jonathan Quick's backup. But uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, honestly, they call these guys up and send them down so often. And it's obviously paper transactions done for the purpose of cap space accrual. But as I sit here right now, can I tell you if, if Domingue is technically on the Rangers of the Wolfpack? No, I, I'd have to look it up because every day it seems like call it up, sent down, call it up, sent down. But it is what it is. It's what they have to do. Um, and yeah, you know, Domingue, when he's played for the Wolfpack, has is, is played very well for them. So that's kind of where things stand. Again, uh, props to Chris Knobloch for getting his first NHL head coaching job. It's uh, something that was bound to happen sooner or later. It felt that way. And a huge congratulations to Steve Smith as well, becoming the new head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack. But I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. Once again, if you guys would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.